Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with Alex Erickson, a dear friend of mine who recently just flew back from the Dominican Republic um, for on missions. And we had such a great time talking about uh, many things, COVID-19, the peace of God, being fully alive and what that looks like. Um, just know that we're praying for you and your families for provision, for the peace of God to flood your hearts during this time. But without further ado, we're just going to get in it. Yo, bro, are you on? I'm on. Dude, you are on and you sound crystal clear. Dude, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Oh, wow. Oh, man. I'm excited. Are you excited? Dude, I'm excited. Yeah. Let's do this thing, man. <laughs> let's do it dude um, let's uh let's pray before we start bro you beat me to it let's do it you go let's for it. it all right <laughs> jesus dude joy 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 you're in this place god we do this for you we do this so people can know who you are and so we can help expand people's horizons to to know you and uh, we love you, Papa. We pray that you unleash, invade what you want to, God. Unveil people's eyes to see you in a new perspective. Give people ears to hear. And I pray you speak through me and John. And that this would be totally just led by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, bro. <laughs> Whew. Well, I know you. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure a lot of people listening in uh, might not. Um, so yeah, man, we're, we're on the phone and this is the second one over the phone. And honestly, it sounds a little clear. Um, but yeah, can you just go ahead and just share who you are, Alex? And let's go from there, bro. Mm. Yeah. So my name is Alex Erickson. Um, I'm from the quad cities. I grew up in rock Island. Um, so I lived here until I was about 18. And so when I was 18, after high school, I went to go be part of a missionary organization called Youth with a Mission, also known as YWAM. And so for the past four years or so, a little more, I've been a missionary in Latin America with, with YWAM. And so right now, I'm in, I'm in the Dominican Republic. And uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Dude, tell us tell us a little bit about your hobbies and stuff. What are what are some things you love to do outside of uh, missions and YLAM? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I I grew up skateboarding. I grew up skateboarding. I loved to play soccer as well, but the main one was definitely skateboarding. Um, and so I've been skateboarding since I was about six years old, and uh, it became a thing that um, my brother kind of got me into. And so, yeah, I love just to be active. I love to skate, like I said. I love to just exercise, love to hike. Um, and I just love to be around a uh, community and, uh, yeah, my friends and my family. So, Yeah, dude, that's legit. And, like, I've seen you skateboard and stuff. You got it all over your Instagram. And you're you're the real deal, bro. It's uh, pretty <laughs> legit. <laughs> We're like, trying. Dang. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're trying seriously so you know you're you're actually one of my best friends um when mm-hmm. I first came came to the area you know and 
you're you're definitely younger than I was. Um, how old are you now, Alex? I'm. I just turned twenty four last month. Yep, and I am twenty eight. Um, so yeah, four four year difference. And dude, we were hanging out and man, just having a good time. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, just just throughout our time, you know, we've always been close friends, even since you've been away, um, staying in a in a in a group chat, just talking and stuff on Facebook. Um, but dude, can you, can you share with us? Like, how, how did you, how did you come to Christ? I met you at Calvary of the Quad Cities uh, in Moline. Um, but yeah. And, and like, when did he reveal his love for you, bro? Mm, yeah. Um, so I, I didn't grow up. Uh, so I remember going to church here and there as a kid. Um, kind of grew, grew up in a Lutheran church um, with my family, but there was never no real relationship or no real depth to um, to Christ or to God. And so I kind of I kind of grew up pretty rebellious. I was very outgoing and just very kind of got into a lot of trouble as a kid. And about my junior year in high school, I had some really key influences in my life um, who really just. Uh, would speak the gospel to me, would be so consistent and would uh, come up to me and just share his love with me. It could be either people um, at the skate park inviting me to their car to share a verse, or it could be just uh, people I knew from, um, from, it could, like a lot of it was, was older people in my life. And so I remember um, specifically there was this one instance that, um, I was skateboarding at the skate park, and uh, my friend Justice came up to me. He goes, hey, I have a gift for you. Would you come to my car? I'd love to show you it. And uh, I thought it was like a brand new backpack or something, you know. And uh, he came up, and he read to me um, about the birds in Matthew. You know, look up, and God provides for the birds. How much will he not provide for you? And I remember just that that moment, me feeling like my life was incomplete without the love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, I was invited uh, to go to an Indian reservation in South Dakota that summer. And um, I didn't know, though, that on this trip, it was going to be all Christians. And so I kind of wanted to go there to this Indian reservation is where it was. It's called Wakapala. Um, this Indian reservation in South Dakota. And I did had no idea what I was getting myself into. I just wanted to go there and skateboard and hike around the land. But I was also doing uh, mission work there with the church. And so, but it was when I was there, someone got up and they gave a message that night in the auditorium of the school there in in the Indian reservation. And someone said, you could either be a leaf and be tossed around, or you could be a rock and stand firm on the foundation of Jesus. Mm. And it was just one of those moments in my life I realized my whole my whole life I was letting being tossed. Um, and I remember just in that moment I just noticed like God was calling me home, and uh, that was July seventh, two thousand fourteen, seven o'clock at night, sunset. I remember the exact moment. And I remember I ran out of the auditorium. I wanted to be alone. And I remember I just went outside and I just started weeping. And I was like, God, if you're real, 
if you are who you say you are, I need to know you. And it was in that moment, I just had this crazy peace come over my life. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. A moment with Jesus changed everything. And um, from that time, uh, it's been moving forward with him. And it's been an amazing adventure. And um, yeah, so good, man. <clears throat> man, dude, yeah, that that is awesome. Um, especially like that piece that you're talking about that just came over your life. Um, and one of the things I, I just remember you, you talking about a lot um, is just relying on his love. And like, mm-hmm. I guess since that, since that time, like, how is it, how is it that he's shown you his love and how have you been like relying on his love for you, you know, to continue this walk mm-hmm. of faith, especially, de- especially during a time like this, you know, um, mm. with everything going on around us and, yeah. you know, just be- being isolated and, um, you know, we know the struggle, but like, how, mm-hmm. yeah, how, yeah, can you talk about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's such a, that's a, such a good question. Yeah. I think, um, a lot of times as believers, we, we can have this sense where we, we think the greatest challenge in our life is to, to rely on our own devotion, our own practices, our, our own um, uh, things that we do, our own discipline. But I believe our greatest challenge is to simply believe in the gospel, you know, to believe that you're free, to believe that it's, it, you know, he loved us. He loved us. That's why we, we love, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's one of those things, there's such great power and understanding that we walk in victory, not for victory. And, and we're constantly, I think, sometimes in, in the church, um, we, we rely so much on, our, on ourselves instead of, you know, letting God um, be God, if that makes sense, you know, like his love will sustain us. His love is sufficient for us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something really beautiful about this that you can see in Scripture is um, something that was really eye-opening for me is, is reading the Gospels and understanding that John would always say, but him writing John, John the Beloved, you know, John the one who Jesus loves, you know, and it's almost mm-hmm. like, John, we get it, bro. Like, you're loved, all right? Like, we get it. But I think he's on to something there. You know, he wanted people to know that it's not John, the one who he loves Jesus so much. No, it's the one who Jesus loves, you know. And it was just so cool just to see that. And it's crazy even at the cross, you see this thing where John is the only male disciple we know who's at the foot of the cross when Jesus is being crucified. And Peter was the one who'd always make these crazy statements of, you know, if every single person in this room denies you, I won't deny you. But what happens is that Peter relied so much on his own love for God that he forgot that it was about God's love for him. And in the story, Peter is actually ends up in like a pity party. And he flees, he goes. And John's at the foot of the cross. And I think it's because John knew about abiding. 
John had this sense that, you know, I am loved by God and that is what sustains me. And I think there's something so beautiful in that. And as believers, we should always be more concerned with, with God's love for us and not so much our love for God, because, you know, our love for God comes from his love for us. And uh, yeah, and so I think in this time, it's always so important to um, abide in him and he will abide in us, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, man, and that's that's also like leading into the other thing that you've you've uh, you've mentioned, you know, which is like being fully alive. Um, and like mm. and, I, and I and I would agree that, you know, it, it, it is his love for us. It's not our love for him, you know, like um, mm. and, you, you know, I was spending I was spending some time the other day just, you know, honestly, like not not getting out um as much or or you know hanging out with large groups of people um i still have a few of my friends here and there i'll spend some time with but um and i was i was in my room and i just remember like i just had some anxious and worrisome thoughts and I, I didn't know what to do. Like I have all the time in the world and, and it's like, man, okay, I can, uh, you know, I can work on some stuff right now. Um, yeah. But anyways, I just, I realized in that moment, like I was seeking, I was seeking God's presence in things rather than just his presence, you know, than just sitting alone and being mm. at the foot of the cross, like John, you know, like just, just being, yeah, yeah. Mm. And it just reminded me of like, man, how often might we do that? We might look for life in in worship songs. We and, and that's not a bad thing. Like, there's 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 such a great, you know, it, it's great. Like, uh -huh. getting the word, yeah, getting worship. But like, I think there's also there's also something to just sitting and being with Jesus, with God, you know, like not, not seeking anything else, but just mm. him and letting his affection pour over you. You know, even if you don't feel anything or what, you're still spending intentional yeah. time with him. Um, yeah. I, I guess I share that tidbit yeah. because I think we we're, we're so used to being busy, you know, uh, we're in a society of busy and, like being on the go, getting things right away. And yeah. I think God just in this season right now is calling us to a place of stillness and, um, and yeah, getting back yeah. to the focusing on the, on the one thing, you know, which is God and his love for you um, in community and bringing us together. But yeah, yeah. I just want to share a little tidbit. <laughs> yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think that's so good, though, John, because it's, uh, you know, David, you know, Psalm 27, 4, you know, one thing I ask of the Lord, you know, this I will seek, you know, I'm not just going to ask it, I'm going to pursue this, that I will be, you know, content and satisfied uh, with the Lord in himself. And I think it's it's really cool because David, as mm -hmm. a person who had so much, you know, and was a king, and he had so much things that he could 
easily, you know, God, thank you for this, for this, for this. But it's so cool. You say, you know, the one thing I ask of, of you, Lord, is that I would just mm. know you more. And um, it's definitely something I want to strive for more and more is to continue. You know, if I could read a transcript of people's prayers for the last month, what would I see as the one thing they just keep on asking for? Like, would it mm. be God? Let me dwell in the house of your Lord all the days of my life. Let me just gaze upon your beauty. Yeah. God, it's you, you know? Like, it's all about you. And, yeah, it's a powerful position for us as believers to anchor ourselves mm -hmm. around is his love for us, you know? It's being with him. You know, it, it's something that it's so simple, you know? If I believe there's only one sovereign being, the only one in all the universe that truly, truly is, you know, in love with me, like beyond comparison, like more than any girlfriend, any boyfriend, you know, husband, wife, like whatever, like he's crazy about us. And uh, it, it, it's something in scripture that's been so crazy for me to read is that he earnestly, jealously mm -hmm. longs to be with us. Like if we just stop right now, let's just think about that. Like God, the one who spoke the world universe into being jealously longs to spend time with you. And I know anyone who's listening to this who feels maybe really lonely or feels overlooked or um, I, I think it's so important that, you know, they know that you know, God, like God longs to for you to be still and know mm -hmm. that he is God. Yeah. I, I feel so prompted just mm -hmm. to read Ephesians 1, 5. And, and it says, in love, he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will, to praise of the glory of his grace, mm -hmm. which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. And, um, that verse right there, it's funny because you're, you're talking about God's love, you know, and, and I think we can, we can get so wrapped up. Oh, God's love for you. Oh, God's love for you. And, uh, and, 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 and like get in this, get in this like fairy tale <laughs> yeah. world, you know, and like it, that's all it's about. Um, but like we, we talk about like identity, you know, knowing who we are as sons and daughters and, and knowing whose we are, you know, um, and there was just something about this that yeah, it was, it, yeah. it wasn't because uh, it wasn't out of, out of like a, uh, anything else but love. Like it was in love. He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus. Yeah. Christ. Like he, he yeah. wanted us, you know, he hit his love came down for us, like made a public statement to the world. Yeah to the world you know yeah. that cross represents that he died for you so that you can live in him in new life and resurrection like to spend eternity right now with god yeah on yeah, earth amen. and yeah. in heaven oh so good and and alex you're mm. somebody that i know that that is full of not just passion and zeal for god but like I know you harbor the love of God and, and, and like, I want you to, to share what that means 
to you as far as being fully alive? Like, what does that mean to you personally from a biblical mm-hmm. perspective? Yeah. Oh, man, that's, yeah, that's a loaded question for sure. Not just the but, feelings, oh, you yes. know, not just that, mm-hmm. but like, what is a fully yeah, alive yeah. life yeah. look like in Christ? Yeah. I, I, if right when you say that, the first thing I think of is Romans 8, verse 11. Um, I'll read it to you. It says this. It says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Man, just thinking about, you know, like this is saying that resurrection life lives in me. And and not to um look down on anyone or but I think a lot of people do not truly believe this mm-hmm. verse. In my life there's times that I wouldn't believe it. Like do I actually believe that I have resurrection life right now living in me? Like think about it. Like have you ever thought about like what it would be like if you were a caterpillar? <laughs> like it's funny, I know, but just think about it. Like, all you know is the dirt. All you know, your whole life, you're just you're just crawling around in the dirt. Then one day you take a nap, and all of a sudden it's like, no way, you know, I'm flying. Like, what? This is the same person? Like, what? The Bible says that once you become, you know, a believer, once you, you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're a new mm. creation. The Bible describes our life as this transformation of a new creature. And it says that resurrection life, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, mm-hmm. dwells in me. Yeah. And, and and thinking about that, I would always think about like, am I going to look at God and go, God, I know that you made that, that body that has been crucified. It's been tortured. It's dead. It's lifeless. God, I know you can take that body that was crucified and dead and resurrect it to life, but my issues mm-hmm. are bigger than that. Really? Like, are we really going to look at God and say that? And so it's one of those things to say, like, God, like, I believe your word. Like, it's that simplicity of, like, I believe that this is called the living mm-hmm. word of God. And it lives in me. And and this is not to have some cool preaching moment, but to truly believe that, like, I have been resurrected with Christ, yeah. you know? Like, my yeah. dead, I am dead, and I am alive. Like, I am fully alive. And I, I just really believe um, yeah. it's the way God wants us to live, knowing that we're loved, that we're free, that we're alive, that, you know, the new Adam has come, and he has conquered. And now, like, Adam and Eve walked in the garden. Like, I believe that God's primary passion for every single human being is to mm. walk with them, you know? And I think uh, that's the way God wants us to live, to be fully alive 
and and to walk with him the way it was. What does that mean to be fully alive in him though? Like, uh, and what I mean is like, there's so many people um, that, that, that will question, you know, but I still have this sin habit. I still have, I still have this thought process. I still have like in my life and I'm a Christian, mm. but like, like though, though they, they might've seen like transformation, like in the, in the beginning stages of their relationship with the Lord, you know, but time goes on. And then, and then like these, mm-hmm. these lustful desires start coming or, or, or like these, these thoughts of like, I'm not worthy. I'm not, how, how would you encourage somebody who is dealing with those things? And, you know, being empathetic towards them, but also like letting mm-hmm. them know, like, hey, you're a son and a daughter of the king. Um, yeah. how, how do you think Jesus would? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think the the beauty of when you start relying on the love of God rather than your love for God is that you realize that... Um, you become more God conscious than sin conscious. That's good. And and so you're not so much thinking like, you know, I gotta try hard to, to, to keep my faith. I gotta try hard to strive to be the best person at this or this. But it says in, in, in the word of God in, in Hebrews twelve, look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Mm. And so I think a lot of times we forget that Jesus came to also identify with us. Like he was tempted in every single way that we were. And a lot of times it's hard for us to put ourselves in in that perspective. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of times it's uh, God doesn't understand this in my life. He wouldn't understand this or, but I think always trying to understand that, you know, invite God into that space that you believe he's not there. It's easy to say, well, I have this sin in my life or the, or I'm in this dark place in my life. I had to work myself out for God to love me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's always for us to remember, like, where there is light, darkness has Amen. to flee. And I think we need to understand that you know, shed light on that situation. Whatever sin in your life or ever temptation, whatever thing that is keeping you held down, invite God into that space because the enemy and wants to tell you that God's not there. You have to work yourself out to earn his love. And it's always important for us to understand, like, God came to pursue us. Like, this book, it, you know, if I could say... One thing to describe God, I, my, my most favorite word for him, I would say, is Emmanuel. Like he's with us and he's with us in our pain. He's with us in our hurt and, he, and he's with us, you know, in our sin, you know. Yeah. And um, I think it's always remembering that um, invite God to the places that you think he would never be and watch him do things you think he would never do, yeah. you know. You know, I, I feel a grace to just pray for people, you know, that right there, Emmanuel, mm-hmm. um, to pray yeah. that for people who, who might not have been feeling like he has been with them. Um, mm-hmm. Alex, can you, can you pray for us that, that just even in this, yeah. you know, this COVID-19 situation that, that we have a revelation that he is with us 
when we eat, we, they, pe- mm-hmm. there are, I have friends who, who live alone in apartments and, you know, and, and, and single moms or, or moms that staying at home with kids. And, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you, can you pray? Can you pray for us, Alex? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Papa, we want to, we want to thank you that, that you, you came down and you pursued us. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you that it's in you, God, we find who we are. Um, in the midst of, of hardship and this COVID-19 and just people doing real life, uh, just things that they may never ever imagine would happen. People who feel lonely and lost and marginalized and overlooked and berated and belittled and feel like maybe that, that you have gone away from them. God, I pray that you would open the eyes of their heart, God, for them to know that you're with them and that you said, Jesus, that you will never, ever leave us nor forsake us. And I pray we can just have perfect peace knowing that, God, that no words can do its justice, God, but us is yielding ourselves to you and knowing that you came, God, because you love us. The simplicity of your love, God. And I just pray that we can really anchor ourselves to you in this time and trust you that you're in control. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Um, amen. Man, Alex, this has been so good. And I, I actually want to talk about, um, you know, why we am a bit with you. I know that that's a, a huge passion of yours. Um, yeah, you, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of YWAM or, you know, like how, can, how we can be supporting you? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so those who don't know, YWAM, um, also known as Youth of the Mission, uh, was founded by uh, a guy named Lauren, Lauren Cunningham. And so this was, I believe, in the 50s. Um, and it slowly started to develop into a missionary organization, nonprofit. And uh, YWAM um, has been around for close to 60 years. It's, um, there's over 30,000 full-time staff volunteers around the world. I believe there's a base in every single nation around the world. Um, there's ministries. You think of a ministry, YWAM probably has it. Um, so YWAM is uh, we're the, the YWAM's key focus um, is to know God and make him known. Mm. And so one of the things right now um, with YWAM that is a big focus or as has been a big focus is uh, something called the seven spheres of society. And so every single person is in one of these spheres. And so spheres of influence in the world. So it could be business, government, media, arts, entertainment, education, family, religion, every single sphere of society. YOM's focus is to touch every single one of those spheres uh, with the gospel. And so um, that is what YOM's mission is. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we are... Uh, um, yeah, missionary organization, and uh, I'm really grateful to be a part of it. Yeah, and so what is what are a few things that 
have really touched your heart within the, um, the ministry, you know, like things that have impacted you personally and that, that you've seen yeah. and helped with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I, what, what I do with YWAM, um, and so one of my big passions is discipleship. And so, um, what I do is something called a DTS. I help, uh, um, staff and help lead DTSs. Um, so it, it's it's a big part of of what we do in YWAM is to equip people to come and to go out into the nations, to go out into the world and make disciples. Um, it's a, one something that YWAM has very impacted my life with is a lot of times we, we get so, I think, wrapped up around, you know, God has called me to this or called me to this. And we forget that he has also commanded us. Mm. The, the great commission, he says, to go, you know, into all the world. And it's it's so important for us to believe that, you know, if the church doesn't send, the church ends. Say that again. That if the church does not send, the church ends. Mm. Missions is the lungs of the church. The reason why we're believers today is because someone went beyond their community, beyond their state, beyond their country, and made this gospel known. And I think um, YWAM has really opened my horizons to the beauty of um, the world and the beauty of the globe. And I heard this one time, this quote, is it says, it's by John Piper. He says, to belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations with him. And to see that God is the God of all nations is something I've been really cool to see. It's like every country I go to, whether it's been Latin America or Turkey not too long ago, you see how it's like a characteristic of God in each country you go to that you can learn about. And uh, so while I'm, I'm just so grateful for just uh, the mentors and YWAM, mm-hmm. um, those who have, you know, who have, who have done it, you know, who've lived a life of faith and overseas missions. It could be in the Middle East or in China or wherever it would be that, but the main thing that they would always focus on was great devotion. Then you go out in great commission. That's so good. And that's something that we forget, I think, and that's something that we preach is to know God and make him known. And so if you see the picture of the cross, it's, you know, you have your vertical and you have your horizontal, right? The vertical, if you do not know who you are in the vertical, meaning your relationship with God, you will never have an impact in the horizontal, meaning going out. Wow. Man. And that's representation for us that Matthew 22 comes before Matthew 28. That, you know, to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Then it's in that love and that great devotion we have for him that we grow out into the world and make him known. And so I'm really grateful for people in YWAM who the last thing they would ever talk about is how much they did for God. And they would always talk about how much God did for them. And so mm. I'm really grateful for those who have really um, invested their time into my life to see that uh, missions um, 
is something that is at the core of us as believers. And if I if I could say this one thing, um, you ever seen Moana the movie? Oh man, I uh, unfortunately I man I'm to- totally totally uh, uh, disappointing the crowd, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're we're pretty disappointed. <laughs> the Rock, I know the Rock's in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, but there, there, there's a part in that movie where, uh, bef- in the beginning uh, of the movie, where she is deciding to go far into the ocean and to discover more, but mm-hmm. her family and her tribe is telling her, "No, no, no! You're meant to be here. You're meant to stay here," and. She doesn't really know much about her roots or where she came from. And then one day this this old like magic lady um at the beach tells her that actually you guys were explorers. That's how you guys got to this island. Is that mm-hmm. your roots are explorers and her whole life her family was telling her, "No, no, 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 you're meant to be here." And and she and she comes to this revelation like, "Wow, like my DNA, my roots is explorers exploration like i meant to go out and adventure and i think a lot of times in the church we can have this attitude of of no we're fine here we're fine here and we forget that this whole bible we read these guys were explorers and 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 adventurous and would go to crazy places for god and i think a lot of times we forget that um our roots in christianity is that we were explorers and adventurers for God. And I think we should never um, forget that mentality and forget that, um, you know, who we came from. No, that's so good. Especially like that DNA part, you know, like mm-hmm. as far as like creation and and new new identity in him, like you have the DNA of Christ, you know, because um, mm-hmm. he lives in you, like he's in you. Um, yeah, I think, mm-hmm. I think that, that, that just kind of hits home for me. Um, yeah. but Alex, how, how can we be supporting you? Yeah. Is, do you have like a, a GoFundMe page or do you have, uh, you know, like to support what you do overseas? Where, where are you? Where's your base at? And so I live in the Dominican Republic. And so I live in a, uh, a place called Juan Dolio. And so it's, uh, San Pedro. Uh, that's the where I live in the Dominican Republic, and so that's where right now where my base is is stationed. Yeah, and I remember you mentioned uh, real quick that you were the last flight to get to get back to America before they shut down the airports with everything going <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah, Dude, I believe. Tell I was... us about that experience, and my goodness. Yeah, I was one of the last, or I believe the last flight. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I, it was just, uh, a crazy time. I believe it's like when the Corona started getting really, really big and, um, they're shutting down all flights and stuff. And, uh, I was really just anxious, like, oh God, I don't know if I'm gonna make it on this flight. I'm worried. I, I just got the flu the, uh, many days before that. So I was kind of getting over this. Um, and I just remember just, trusting god like god i don't know if they're gonna kick me out and send me back to the dr or am i gonna be able to make it back in the states and so i kind of just went for it and winged it and uh praise the lord we're here (laughs) yeah you're you're back in the qc for a bit yeah 
Well, awesome, Alex. I yeah, yeah. How how can we be supporting you, dude? <laughs> not yeah. not letting that yeah. one go. Yeah, yeah. No, no. There's no worries. No. And so, uh, the best way was to to contact me personally. You could you could email me at a e flip f f l i p ninety six at aol dot com. Would be to email me and contact me, and I would give you the link to uh, if you'd like to donate or long term support me. And so, yeah, that would be the best, best way. Yeah, definitely. And can you say that one more time? Yeah, it's A-E flip F-L-I-P 96 at AOL.com. Perfect. Awesome. Um, yeah, and before, before, we, uh, before we send you out, how can we be praying for you, man? Um, mm, yeah, if, if you... The best way I believe uh, you'd be praying for me is definitely um, that I would continue to discover God's dreams. Um, mm. It's something that um, as as youth with a mission and as, as as a missionary missionary organization, we really want to discover his dreams and uh, make that come alive. Um, and uh, yeah, so praying for that and for me personally, just pray that um, I I would I would know God more, and yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah I would see Him in a new way, and pray for my family as well. That would be really really appreciated. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, guys, thanks for tuning in, Alex. It's been a pleasure having you, and uh, you. I will go ahead and be posting uh, that email. Um, Man, just thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your friendship. You you've mm. been such a great friend to me, dude. Like, seriously, bro. Um, you you know you were there. <laughs> you were yeah. one of the first first <laughs> ones I uh I I really just confided in and and mm. hung out with. So thank you for being there, dude. Thank you that you're still here. Um, yeah, if I could say one more thing, I just really have this. I believe God really wants me to share. Um. There is room at the table, the table of God. There's room. Come, everyone is welcome, and feast at this table. And anyone who is listening right now, and um, I pray they would they would come to the table of God and know that um, they have a seat and they belong. So Amen. appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. It was so good to uh, get together with you and to do this. And uh, I'm I'm truly honored and grateful for you, John. Thank you so much, Alex. And for that word, whoever comes to this table, don't feel like you have to put on a show. Mm. Don't feel like you have to be a certain somebody. God God wants you to come to this table just as you are. If you don't know how to eat, you just eat. You just eat of God. You you don't you don't have to wear you don't have to wear certain clothes to to fit into a church. You don't have to mm. to act a certain way, you know, to be accepted. No, you are accepted and loved by God, and He's going to show you. Uh, he's gonna He's gonna show you and implant, you know, what it looks like to live righteously and to to love people well. And you are unique. Um, you are uniquely, you know, just made. You're you're, you're wonderfully made, <laughs> knitted in the womb, and there's purpose for you yeah. in this time and in this season. Mm, yeah, so good. Alex, I love you. I will talk to you soon, man. I'll talk to you soon, man. (laughs) Amen. Hey, what's one of those things you used to always say?
see you there. Oh, if I don't see you there, I'll see you there. See you there. Have a good one, homie.